everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining. Today, the topic of the day is antioxidants. And when I say the topic is antioxidants, you may be thinking of all the supplements that one could take, but I actually wanted to kind of go a little bit deeper into the topic to explain why antioxidants could be recommended, how we could get an antioxidant effect from our lifestyle, what kind of things cause oxidative damage, what exactly is that, all of the things that you would understand what's going on in your body, how oxidative stress and antioxidants pertain to your fertility. General information worldwide, inability to have children affects 10 to 15% of all couples. That is a lot of people. And often the cause of the subfertility, I don't really like the word infertility, so I like to say subfertility. The cause of subfertility can't always be identified, um, which is referred to as unexplained infertility or unexplained subfertility. But there always is a cause. And It's just that it's a lot more subtle than most care to accept. So we're always looking for like the big answer or like the test to reveal something that's going on in our body, something with eggs, something with the sperm. And for most of the women I see, they're coming back blank. Like their doctors are like, everything looks good. Don't know what's wrong, but we can go ahead with IVF. We can go ahead with this. We can go ahead with that. My opinion is that if we don't sort of address the underlying causes of imbalance, then we are not as likely to have success. So I'd like to be coming at this from a lifestyle and holistic perspective. And if you're at the same time undergoing IVF or assisted uh, reproductive techniques, that's fine, but don't neglect the small stuff. So it's really the way, the the why of why I specialize in my lifestyle modification and natural medicine for the treatment of subfertility um, is because I've seen most women and couples become pregnant after basic tweaks to their day-to-day and a boost sometimes from natural medicine. Um, regardless, we are talking about o- o- oxidative stress as it's involved in subfertility and how antioxidants can potentially reduce the damage caused by oxidative stress. And an example of this is that 40 to 50% of couples with subfertility um, may be a result of female or male issues, but um, most of the time they are saying that it's female issues such as ovulatory disorders, poor egg quality, fallopian tube damage, and endometriosis. Antioxidants are thought to reduce the oxidative stress brought on by these conditions um, that could worsen the fertility situation. So let's get a little technical for a second. Um, I won't spend too much time on this because it's just dry, uh, or at least I find it dry. Some people may want to nerd out on it, but um, there's only so much I want to go into biological processes before I think your eyes are going to glaze over. Reactive oxygen species, also referred to as ROS, serve as cell signaling molecules for normal biologic processes. They're basically byproducts of normal cellular interactions, um, but more developed when the body is trying to forge a protective response. 
Reactive oxygen species, or the ROS, are generated during mitochondrial oxidative metabolism, as well as in cellular response to xenobiotic cytokines and bacterial invasion. So they can be produced in response to invasion or toxins or kind of issues going on with the body. Inflammation. You'll hear me talk about inflammation so much, and inflammation and reactive oxygen species and oxidative stress go hand in hand. So oxidative stress refers to the imbalance um, due to an excess of ROS, uh, reactive oxygen species, or oxidants, also referred as oxidants, over the capability of the cell to mount an effective antioxidant response. So it's basically like too much of a good thing. Like they're trying to uh, offset the negative effects of natural biological processes, but in excess, they start to cause issues. So though it occurs naturally, the the generation of ROS can also provoke damage to multiple cellular organelles and processes, which ultimately disrupt normal physiology. So it's damaging cells, it's upsetting normal physiology, so that could be like causing more uh, hormonal imbalances, uh, affecting your ability to absorb nutrients, all the things. An imbalance between the production of the ROS and the antioxidant defense systems that protect cells has been implicated in pretty much every disease under the sun. Anything from like cancer, asthma, pulmonary hypertension. This is something that requires attention. And I think that just kind of saying, oh, let's take some antioxidants is not enough. Uh, it's it's important to understand sort of how this is coming about. And, and as I mentioned, it's coming about as a in summary, it's coming about as a byproduct of natural cellular defenses. Um, and antioxidants are what are protecting our cells. Uh, but I, I do believe that supplementing a bunch of antioxidants is actually can be beneficial in a lot of ways, but it's not going to take care of the whole thing. So why are we talking about this in relation to fertility? There is mounting evidence that oxidative stress plays a fundamental role in the occurrence of both male and female subfertility. Uh, oxidative stress occurs when there's an imbalance between the production of the reactive oxygen species, the ROS, as I mentioned, and the ability of the body to neutralize these toxic um, byproducts. This imbalance leads to cellular damage, and inevitably, when cells use oxygen to survive, there are ROS, the reactive oxygen species, as end products of the process. Uh, a certain amount of ROS is beneficial for the progression of normal cell function, so it's not all bad. There's oxidative stress happens in small amounts when we ovulate, for example, when there's implantation, but we're talking about there being too much of it to the point where it's it's damaging tissue. And so, you know, when we're looking at it damaging tissue, it, there's too much of it. it could it could even promote scarring or adhesions. Or for most people, what is really damaging is is our delicate egg cells or sperm cells. So this whole diagnosis of um, poor egg quality, uh, premature ovarian failure this reactive oxygen species issue is kind of at the root of this. Because the excess amount can result in, say, like DNA damage, cellular damage, um, and because increased levels of ROS could either be due to internal or external factors, meaning body responses that are happening, say, with your immune system, that's internal, or you're in, inhaling polluted air or uh, coming encounter with uh, different toxins in your environment. 
it's coming from everywhere. So we kind of have to manage it as best we can and help our body to get rid of these processes and, and hopefully to reduce the amount of these processes happening. In reproductive cells, the most common exogenous, meaning like external causes, are from environmental pollution, smoking, alcohol, poor nutrition, and obesity. These are within our control. We will get right back to today's episode in just a sec, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to tell you about an exciting new project that I have underway. So here it is. I get a lot of questions about what to eat and avoid when trying to get pregnant. Since so many of you are interested in optimizing your fertility via nutrition, I've created a very special course that teaches you the ins and outs of just that. It hasn't launched yet, but keep your eyes and ears peeled for my course on fertility nutrition. Whether you are already undergoing IVF or just trying the old-fashioned way, my goal is to help give you all the nutritional tools you need to enhance your fertility and speed your path to baby. All right, let's jump back in. Infections, chronic and autoimmune, are sometimes within our control, but not always. Um, Now, it is my opinion that we can largely control autoimmune responses and latent viruses and bacteria in our body through lifestyle and good nutrition. So basically, my argument for this is pretty much both the external and internal causes for reactive oxygen species, free radical damage, oxidative stress, what's damaging our egg cells and sometimes creating a hostile environment for implantation is actually largely Uh, controlled by what you are doing on a day-to-day and what you're exposed to. To prevent oxidative damage or stress, the body has developed an antioxidant defense mechanism. So it's not only that you like supplement uh, antioxidants uh, to help with this, your body's actually doing it on its own. Antioxidants can directly scavenge ROS, the reactive oxygen species. They go and scavenge them, they deactivate them and repair the damage. That is a magical thing. Natural antioxidants present in the body include enzymes. Antioxidant enzymes include things like catalase and glutathione um, and glutathione reductase. These, um, the glutathione, for example, is like a, a liver's reaction to detoxification. Other non-enzymatic antioxidants include vitamin C, vitamin E, ferritin, and transferrin. I did an entire podcast on iron deficiency. And I, and I put ferritin into that. Uh, when I see somebody who's a little bit borderline anemic or low in ferritin or what have you, uh, they're often very inflamed. Um, and then we're seeing more of this reactive oxygen species, this oxidative damage, as you can tell, I'm finding it to be a mouthful. So I'm just going to say oxidative stress. So we want to be making sure our nutrition is up. We want to be sure we're taking in antioxidants through food, vitamin C rich foods, vitamin E rich foods. When we are Uh, Referring to men, because it's not only about us ladies, an important uh, internal cause of oxidative stress in the male reproductive uh, tract is the existence of a varicocele, which is an abnormal um, enlargement of the vein. It's sort of like a varicose vein in the scrotum. And so when a man has poor sperm quality or some of his sperm parameters aren't ideal, they check for this and they often find it. They suggest surgery. We don't even know how much that does to improve things. I, uh, I vote like, reduce inflammation in the body, clean up the diet, increase circulation in a healthy way in the scrotum. You can do that with acupuncture. You can do that with healthy lifestyle stuff. And not for nothing, the use of antioxidants such as vitamin C and E may help reduce DNA fragmentation and improve sperm quality. In females, 
oxidative stress has a direct effect on the oocyte, the egg, the embryo, and implantation by causing cell membrane lipid peroxidation and cellular protein oxidation, DNA damage. Uh, so it, it's affecting the cells and it's affecting like deep within the cells, the DNA. Oxidative stress is also associated with conditions like endometriosis, hydrocelpinges, so uh, like fluid in the fallopian tubes, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and unexplained subfertility. We keep coming back to that. I have a lot of women come and see me and reach out to me because of this, or they come with PCOS. And we know with PCOS, you tend to be more pro-inflammatory and have insulin resistance. Endometriosis, autoimmune, definitely more inflammation. Um, if you have fluid accumulations in your tubes or in your uterus, there's inflammation there. That means if there's inflammation, there's reactive oxygen species, there's oxidative stress. This is all pertinent for this situation. Supplementary antioxidants have several proposed mechanisms of action. The benefits for female fertility include improved blood circulation and endometrium, so the uterine lining, lowered hyperandrogenism, which is lowered androgens, the male hormones that sometimes come about mostly with PCOS, decreased insulin resistance, so um, improved blood sugar and insulin balance. This is like mostly important for women with PCOS, but I also find it super important with fibroids, endometriosis, and honestly, for all of fertility. You'll hear me talk about blood sugar and insulin a lot in these episodes. Fertile cervical mucus, that's interesting. Um, we uh, you wouldn't even have thought of that, but it makes sense. Like if we're affecting cells and we're raising acid levels in the body, then the cervical mucus isn't going to be very good quality. Uh, and the influence of actual production of hormones. Um, so antioxidants can play a role in all of these areas. Uh, and so, so this is huge. Uh, there have been studies uh, showing evidence that taking a multivitamin may increase fertility. I do spotlights on different nutrients and a multivitamin is a spotlight. Um, there was a lot of research to support the use of a multivitamin in women getting pregnant. And maybe it's the antioxidants, maybe it's just supplementing um, nutrition because our diets are so bad and, and our food is not good quality and from all over the world at different seasons and what have you. We don't know exactly why the multivitamin worked, but it, but it worked to increase odds of pregnancy. It's, it was associated with an increased live birth and clinical and more clinical pregnancy rates. There's evidence that oxidative stress plays an important role in male and female subfertility. And um, as previously mentioned, and antioxidants could be an inexpensive treatment to use them as a complement to things like IVF, ICSI, uh, IUI. However, even though they've become popular in use, there's actually not a ton of evidence. Um, I'm finding small studies that I that are really interesting that I'll be sharing in consequent podcasts. And I know that doctors are recommending certain things, but there's not um, an abundance of information, though I think that will come with time. We need to basically be doing more research. So more research is needed uh, to justify the supplementation of antioxidants, but research shows clearly that reactive oxygen species and free radicals surely affect both male and female fertility. So even if you are already supplementing with antioxidants, or even if you're not, let's look at an antioxidant type of lifestyle that you could be leading. First, we'll start with the things to get rid of. Reduce your exposure to toxins, consume local and organic, avoid overeating because when you overload your digestive system, you're going to cause a lot of oxidative stress. So it's still too much of a good thing. Like if you overeat green things, you're still overeating. Um, avoid high, highly acidic food and drink. 
keep your weight balanced as much as you can. Avoid refined sugars and carbs to keep blood sugar uh, and insulin more balanced. Avoid inflammatory foods. And if you want the specifics on this, just go to have a read through the topics of the podcast and you'll see the inflammatory one, the blood sugar and insulin one, and you'll be able to get the scoop on the specifics of these topics in, the, in those. Uh, avoid low quality vegetable oils. And also, this is lesser known, avoid uh, cooking at high temperatures. So we all know deep frying isn't actually, actually ideal. It really produces a lot of free radical damage of oxidative stress, um, but so does grilling. And so does broiling uh, and so does a pan searing. So high temperature cooking creates a lot of oxidative stress. Preferable is the type of cooking that I'm going to go into in the do's list. So do's eat a lot of alkaline foods. So a predominantly plant-based diet with quality proteins, um, fish, uh, unless you have skin conditions, fish is not good for people with skin conditions like game meats, uh, lean proteins. We don't want to eat uh, meats with charred fats on them. And we want to eat small portions, like not like the steakhouse house type portion. We don't need an entire huge chicken breast. You probably do okay with half of that. Uh, chew your food really well. Lean towards vegetarian dinners and and getting in your proteins earlier on in the day. Eat monounsaturated healthy fats like olive oil. Saturated cold pressed fats like coconut oil are also okay. Water cook your foods at low heat as much as possible. So like steaming boiling, stewing, or if you want to use oil, so you put a little bit of oil in the pan and you coat it and you start cooking and then you add water to cook it through like, like it's done in uh, Asian cooking. And that is a, a, a much more balanced, low oxidative stress way to be cooking. Drink lots of fluids and eat lots of greens. That is a way to be constantly cleaning the body of toxins that we're encountering and to alkalize the body constantly. The more acid we have in our body, the more oxidative stress we'll have. I did another podcast on acidic, uh, the pH scale, so acid alkaline balance. Get an air purification system and a water purification system, especially if you live in a city. So I'm in New York City. I have air purification system. I have Wi-Fi balancing system. I have water purification systems. I'm purifying everything I possibly can. And then I'm eating as much as I can from local farmers markets. And we're not going to be perfect. And it's very tempting to have the avocados when they're out of season and all of the things. But as much as you can eat in-season, local, organic, or at least spray-free, then you're going to be positioning yourself in a much better place. So look out for more episodes on antioxidants because I'll be doing spotlight, spotlights on individual ones. CoQ10 is a, is a really popular one in the, the realm of fertility, but there's also a lot of ones that you don't think of that may actually be of huge benefit, such as like vitamin C. So thanks so much for tuning in. Send me any questions or topics that you want to hear more about. Uh, you can uh, reach out to me on Instagram at naturallycb or at underscore Naturna life, or you can just email the clinic through the website info, uh, sorry, www.naternalife.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow, subscribe and share with friends. Thanks so much. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community, and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturallycb to share your most important fertility related questions. 
And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.